Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, kids across the world are still feeling the aftershocks of the pandemic. Right now, we're seeing high levels of anxiety, depression, and eating disorders around the world. So what's being done about it? Uh, someone who has really been a vital voice for this here in the state of Utah, Utah Representative Steve Ellison, joins us now to discuss what may be on the horizon in terms of possible policy. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, Boyd. So let's let's dive into this. Obviously, uh, this has been a, an area that you have been a great champion of uh, here in the state of Utah and, and in the state legislature in particular. Uh, as you look at where we are, how do you see things in terms of what our young people need in terms of mental health? Yeah, thank you. That's a it's a critical question, and we we know from uh, statewide surveys that are, are done on a regular basis that uh, just like you know many adults, children are feeling. Uh, the effects of the pandemic through increased uh, depression and anxiety. Um, ha- however, there is there is some good news. The investments that uh, the state legislature has made in mental health, particularly youth mental health resources, uh, seems to be doing uh, some, some really good things. Uh, for instance, we've seen uh, over the past five years, um, our youth suicide rate is, is down uh, double digits. Uh, which is very encouraging. And we have a lot of things that are working. And I think this coming legislative session, uh, instead of you know looking to completely reinvent the wheel, we'll be looking to uh, bolster some of the programs that uh, have had great success. Uh, for, for instance, uh, one of those is in uh, January or in the, the 2020 legislative session, I sponsored a bill that would allow parents to uh, sign a, a parental opt-in form to have their child have a mental health screening. You know, we do this for vision and hearing, but, you know, vision and hearing issues aren't the number one cause of death for, you know, young people, which suicide is in Utah. And so we've seen this uh, be implemented now, and it also included funding to help parents that, uh, you know, couldn't afford to get their child help after a a screening that uh, indicated they might need some help, and the the funding we put uh, forth for that uh, those supplemental services has been completely utilized, fully utilized. So we'll be looking to supplement that funding. 
Oh. I think that's such an, an important uh, part of this whole process. And, and looking at those policies, uh, I noticed uh, that UNICEF had uh, put out a uh, a new study uh, battered by the pandemic that uh, many of our young people need mental help, me- mental health help, uh, and really encourage governments at every level really to uh, invest more rigorously and more strategically. Uh, in terms of the mental health of children and adolescents, and uh, you mentioned uh, some of those. What else is on the horizon in terms of things we should be watching for as we approach this next opportunity for the legislature? Uh, Yeah, so uh, something that we've done um, a couple of times, which was a a bill that I've run twice, was to increase funding for school counselors, uh, nurses, uh, psychologists, social workers, and that was $27 million of ongoing funding, and that has been uh, fully utilized. It allowed basically every school to hire another student support uh, specialist of their choosing. Um, yet uh, there's still strong demand. Uh, U- Utah ranked near the bottom of the nation in terms of our ratio of students to counselors. So I'm hoping to continue to make progress on, on that front. Um, a, a very a good resource for parents and students is the Safe UT program, which we'll uh, be looking for additional funding also. Uh, I just received the data, and in the month of September, we had nearly 2,500 students turn to Safe UT for crisis intervention, mm. um, with over 160 of those students um, reporting. Uh, tips about other students that uh, were contemplating suicide. And so we see, we're seeing robust use of uh, SafeUT. And a thing that a lot of people don't know is that parents can don- download SafeUT. And when they first download it, it asks them if they're a, you know, a student, a parent, or a teacher. They can select the parent option, and they have full access to that free state program 24-7, 365. It's anonymous and confidential and allows a parent to uh, chat with a social worker uh, via the secure app and uh, get guidance on how they can uh, help help their, their child. If they are seeing signs that are troubling, they can access this resource at any time, at no cost, to, to get some advice on how to help their, their child. Yeah, and I, uh, the Safe UT app, if uh, you haven't downloaded that onto your phone, either as a parent uh, or onto your uh, your young person's phone, uh, that is a, a must. It gives you such great access to critical resources in times where you want it there. Uh, you you may not need it today. You may not need it tomorrow or next week or next month, but there will be a time. Uh, and having that on there and recognizing that as a, a great resource is, is so vital. Uh, before I let you go, Representative, uh, what's something that we're not thinking about or not talking enough about when it comes to our young people and their, their mental health? Yes, thank you. I have an answer for that. Um, Approximately 50% of the children in Utah that take their lives every year do that uh, with a handgun or with a firearm, and it almost always belongs to the parents. And on a routine basis, I, I tragically hear parents say, I never thought that my child would do this, and I never thought they would use my firearm. So though the legislature will be actively engaged on this issue, one simple change that every I would strongly encourage every parent to take in the state is to properly secure their firearms. Put it in a lock safe, 
put a trigger lock on it, uh, remove temporarily, store the ammunition separately. That simple step alone that doesn't require the, the passage of legislation could literally cut our youth suicide rate in half overnight. So that's, that's uh, the, the passionate plea that is close to home and something that uh, I would ask everybody to consider doing. Yeah, I, I appreciate you raising that because, again, if we can, if we can cut that number in half, uh, that is significant, and it's so simple. It's such a simple change, whether that's a trigger lock, storing things separately, uh, locking them up. Uh, that is something we all can do. And, again, it, as you rightly pointed out, doesn't require any legislation uh, to do that and can have a big impact on our, our young people. And, uh, Representative, so grateful to have you on the program today. Appreciate your work in this vital area, uh, especially here in the state of Utah. And we look forward to seeing more things coming out from a policy standpoint as we look to the next legislative session. Thank you, Boyd. All right. That is a uh, crucial conversation uh, that we have to keep having. We have to keep leaning into it. We have to stay with that question and that conversation uh, appreciate Representative Steve Ellison from uh, District 45 from the Utah State Legislature for helping us work through that and for his leadership on this vital issue. We'll step aside. One more to go. Right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless and I will never understand it I will never accept it I'm Amy Donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast The Letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.